0: easy goer and down the stretch they come on the outside it's sunday silence easy goer with pat day back to challenge heads apart easy goer on the inside with a slight lead on the outside sunday silence the rest of them far back here's the finish of the breakfast sunday silence and easy goer photo finish noses apart i can't tell and scrappy t comes away with the lead but a fleet alex is taking a bullet oh scrappy t blew the turn and a fleet alex champion rolls almost Fell out of the saddle. A dramatic occurrence at the top of the stretch. Here's a fleet Alex who has come on to take the lead. Scrappy T blew the turn, and he's second on the inside. And it's five legs back. Jacobo will manage only to be third. They're coming down to the finish. And in dramatic style, a fleet Alex, who almost fell at the top of the stretch, has won the greatness by five legs. Rachel Alexander's in front with one furlong to go. Musket man moves to second. My that bird is third on the outside. The Philly trying to hold on. She's clear by three. My Netbird bird runs at her late. Here's the wire. And the Philly did it. Rachel Alexandra has defeated the Kentucky Derby winner. Mind that bird by three quarters of a league
1: Welcome to the 2020 Preakness Steak Seminar presented by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider and CC Broughtus. Preakness 145 is less than 72 hours away, and my message to you is crab cakes and football as we celebrate. This year's Preakness Field. And Alan Schneider has joined me tonight, and we're going to try to pick the winner of this year's Preakness. Alan, how are you doing?
2: Hey, fantastic, man. Looking forward to this Preakland or is it Keeneland Weekend or whatever. We got Preakness and Keeneland going on. It's an exciting time.
1: It's a massive, massive racing weekend, and I can't wait. It's going it's to be all about time management. How much we're going to spend on Pimlico, and how much we're going to spend on Keeneland. But tonight. <laughs> We're going to talk about Preakness 145, highlighted by Kentucky Derby winner Authentic. It should be worth noting that his chief rival, Tiz Law, is not going to run in the race this year. Also, some other defections, Dr. Post, for starters, uh, and then a few others. But we still have a, a really nice field of 11. Alan, uh, before we get into the field, any uh, any observations on, on this year's uh, Preakness stakes? you know
2: sometimes this this race comes up a little uh, iffy especially when there's not a triple crown well there's always a triple crown on line generally speaking because it's a second leg this year it's a third leg so sometimes the field can come up a bit iffy but i actually think it's a really good field uh, i'm excited about it, and to be honest with you the entire pimlico card uh is really good i i hats off to them up there uh I'm pretty excited about the card I, like you said you got to pick your spots and be really judicious with this and Keeneland cause Keeneland has one hell of a card too. So if you're, if you like, uh, trying to make money, if you like some serious horse playing, Pimlico and Keeneland are there for you this weekend.
1: I think it does make a difference. So the Preakness on the calendar this year falls four weeks after the Derby usually you get, you get two weeks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those horses that run on Derby day, kind of skip the, the Preakness card and go maybe to the Belmont card. So, uh, with that extra time, I think that really helped out the entry box at Pimlico. Uh, before we dive into the field, let's uh, uh, you know Chris Felica, is it Felica or Falica from ESPN? I think they call him the Bear. Yes. He, he tweeted out some uh, pre facts, and I, I jotted them down. I thought they were, they were kind of interesting. Uh, the favorite and the second choice this year are the Derby winner Authentic and then our Collector when the Bluegrass Stakes, but the last time that a favorite one and a second choice finished second was 1981 when Pleasant Colony defeated Bold Ego. So although the Preakness sometimes winds up chalky, it's not necessarily cut and dried uh, one, one, two, and three. Uh, Since 2013, 11 of the 21 horses that have hit the board were at least 10 to one, and the favorite has only won three of the last 10 running to Preakness. Now prior to that, The favorite won seven of nine Preakness Stakes. Uh, Bob Baffert is five for five with Kentucky Derby winners running in the Preakness. And overall, he's won seven, uh, including his five Kentucky Derby winners and then point given and looking at lucky. And then here's a stat I kind of dug up on my own. I think this is right. The longest price to ever win a Preakness Stakes was in 1975. Master Derby was 23 to one. That's the longest price to ever win the race amazing amazing that is really hard to believe uh yeah you know, because
2: you know uh i was thinking about this today That uh, unlike the belmont unlike the kentucky derby just generally speaking you don't have big prices in the preakness for whatever reason now i am shocked that 23 to 1 is the biggest overall in the what's 147 149 what are we on this year uh, 149
1: this is 145 so 145 years
2: that is an, almost a statistical and mathematical anomaly that 23 to one is the biggest price. Uh, right. That, that is, that's shocking to me. Again, I, again, this race has a tendency to be fairly formful, but still uh, for, for anomalies not to happen in a century and a half is, is quite shocking.
1: Okay. Let's dive into this field. It's a field of 11. They're going to mile and three sixteenths million dollar purse. Of course, this is a grade one for three-year-olds. They all carry 126 pounds. Uh, They'll start at the near the top of the stretch, uh, pass the stands for the first time, and then make another circuit around toward the finish. And let's go immediately to number one. And this is Accession. Uh, Accession is son of Union Rags. I have a tap at Mary's, trained by Steve Asmussen, ridden by Sheldon Russell. He's thirty to one on the morning line. Alan, do you have any thoughts on Accession?
2: the one thought that comes to my mind is I, I'm, I'm stunned this horse is in this spot. The ho- it's a nice, nice little three-year-old, don't get me wrong, but it's a weird move by someone like Steve Asmussen to put a horse who's been laid off since uh, the Rebel back in mid-March uh, into the Preakness uh, five, six months down the road. It's 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 a weird spot for an Asmussen layoff horse. He, he's not my cup of tea in here. You, uh, he did run second last time, an 80-something to one, but uh, I, I'm – I know it's Calumet, maybe Calumet just one of the horse in the Preakness, but uh, i'm it's not for me today
1: well, let's not forget though that uh, Everfast fast finished second last year it 20, was twenty thirty forty to one last year that that ruined my my trifecta I think I had me every too. horse in the race except that one and maybe one another so i don't think I don't think there's a horse in this race that you can absolutely toss uh, so i'm gonna some you know in some variety I'm going to use every horse in the race sure uh, underneath underneath in my my exotic place but uh i'm like you i mean uh, he he's every bit of 30 to 1 uh he'll need a probably a pace meltdown to make a make a difference here and you know uh kay metz cost me some some exotic payoffs over the years so i i can't leave him out but yes i don't think he has a has a big chance to 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 win here number two is mr big news another horse that is uh knocked me out of a, a large exotic payoff uh, last time he finished third in the Derby, forty-six to one. And of course, this is the son of a Giants Causeway of a Galileo mare. This this family has got a lot of classy runners in it. For Brett Calhoun, train or excuse me, trained by Brett Calhoun, ridden by Gabe Sias. Alan, what do you think about the chances of Mister Big News?
2: Ooh, uh, I know. Again, he burned. He he really burned you last time last uh, last month in the Derby uh The pain of that one still stings, I'm sure um he ran a really nice race that day if you if you go rewatch the derby he made a solid middle move to get into contention and then he just chased authentic and Tezzlela home, which there's no uh nothing bad to be said about that. this horse the only problem with this horse is he has a tendency to run big run eh run big run eh, so he's in that uh that off pattern this time. I still think he figures because I like the last race way too much. You chase home two horses like that after middle moving like that, the horse is a threat. Uh, I don't think he's going to be at the top of my ticket, but I would not throw him out with any sort of a confidence. Uh, you just can't. You just can't.
1: So what about you? On Thoroughgraph, he ran as just as good as race as the, uh, the winner in the second horse. So, you know, I think uh, – I think if he doesn't bounce, and that was the that was a career best for him. Uh, generally, a horse like that will will regress. So you know, there's a there's it's probably a fifty fifty chance that he he runs the back to the Derby race or or he regresses. So you know, if you like the horse, you want to take a price on him. That's for sure. If he's going to be ten or twelve to one, I think that's that's the right price. I think he's got a shot if if they go too fast too early. Uh, he he's you know he's getting better just at the right time. So. You know, I, I think uh, if I were making a list of uh, contenders from top to bottom, he'd probably be two or three for me. So let's talk I'll about tell you no-
2: what, real quick, but, well, before you get into that, his two best races, when he won the Oakland Stakes and the Kentucky Derby, he was ridden in the exact same fashion by Gabe Sayaz. Saez. Saez has rolled this uh, horse to his two best races, and he knows how and when to move the horse. So that that is a, a definite plus for for Mr. Big News, Saez, Saez really rides the
1: horse well. All right, number three is Art Collector, a favorite of ours. Of course, last seen in the Ellis Park Derby, he won that by three and a half lengths. Prior to that, he won the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland. Uh, was one of the favorites for this year's Kentucky Derby, but then a foot problem popping up uh, probably the day before the draw or the, d- the the day of the draw. Knocked him out of the race. Uh, he's ridden by B.J. Hernandez and trained by Tom Drury. He's five to two on the morning line, and probably. How do you feel about Art Collector here? Well, you know how I feel
2: about Art Collector. Like, I, I I think we're gonna get three to one out of the horse.
1: Um, with the foot, the little
2: the minor foot thing might scare some people off. Authentic with Baffert, it's going to take a pounding. It's just what happens up at Pimlico. Again, I like the horse in the Derby, so I like the horse here. And of course, the question is, has Authentic gotten better? And is did the foot the foot issue cause our collector any problems? I don't think it did. I think he could sit a, a nice trip in here. Um, is he is he is he good enough to pass the likes of Authentic and even Swiss Skydiver once again in the lane? We'll find out. But one thing you got to like about this horse is, is his uh, tactability. Is he he can go to the front, he can lay off, and in this race that might be very very
1: key. This resume uh, for our collector, is, I mean, you can't doubt it at all. He's he's beating some nice horses. Uh, maybe not top top tier grade one horses, but he's beating some solid runners. Uh, three back, he beat Shared Sense. Now Shared Sense has gone on to win the Indiana Derby and most recently the Oklahoma Derby. And then in the Bluegrass, of course, he beat Swiss Skydiver handily. Swiss Skydiver's probably one of the top two or three uh, three year old fillies around. And third in that race was Rushy. Rushy came back to win the Pad Day Mile on Derby Day. Uh, you know the Ellis Park Derby. I don't think there was a whole lot in there. Attachment Rate, right, Necker Island didn't come back to really to really do much. Now Shared Sense was fourth in that race. He was a distant fourth after a, after a, uh, a dubious trip. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Art Collector. He's one of the ones for sure. Uh, it's it's just a matter of, I think how how fast he goes early and uh, if they press him or not. So I think he's got a got a big shot here. Number four is the aforementioned Philly, Swiss Skydiver, trained by Kenny McPeak, ridden by Robbie Alvarado, a a surprise addition here. Uh, She was last seen in the Kentucky Oaks, finishing second behind She Dares the Devil. And in that race, she defeated uh, the Bob Baffert-trained Philly, Gamine. Prior to that, she won the Alabama Stakes, going a mile and a quarter at Saratoga. And, and, you know, this Philly, she's she's top of the line. Do you think she's got a shot here, though? You know what
2: I actually do. I really do. Uh, there's a couple question marks obviously. The jockey is a, it, the jockey issue is, is a does make you wonder maybe there's an available availability issue with you know all these big stakes races around the country and they, they kind of decided late but the numbers put her right there. I know people are going to look at the fact in the bluegrass that art collector went right by her pretty easily. But, man, you, you just can't shake that Alabama race. And then in the Kentucky Oaks, I do think she was a victim of a, uh, a bit of a, I would say a, a rough trip, a, a dead rail, and had to, had to wait for room to open up. So, Ken McPeak's confident. I'm not going to put this horse as my top selection, but I do think this horse can win the race. I think the, the, what they're going to try to do is th- the directions are Alvarado You sit right outside Authentic's. Uh, on his flank, on her flank, his flank, I should say, and try to press on by. I think that's – Robbie's just going to follow instructions. Again, I don't think the horse is going to win. I would not be shocked if she did.
1: Yeah, I'm like you. I don't think she can win the race. I mean, our collector's already proven that, that he's better than her. And, you know, she's danced every dance this year. So, at some point, there's got to be some type of crack in the armor. Maybe that last effort in the Oaks might, might be, you know – the sign that maybe maybe she's getting ready to tail off a little bit too, so I'm I'm a little bit worried about that, but I I do think she can hit the board and Robbie Alvarados won this race uh, about what was it 15 years ago 14 years ago with uh, with Curlin when yeah, Curlin when he ran down the street since, uh, so you know th- she's got a chance uh, six to one's a little low for me, but uh, like I said I, I wouldn't leave her out uh, number five is Thousand Words he was entered in the Kentucky Derby and he flipped in the paddock necessitating a scratch, trained by Bob Baffert, ridden by Florent Giroux. Interesting that they add blinkers for this race. I, to me, he's, he's the mystery horse. I don't know where he's going to be placed in the race. I don't know if he'll be on the lead. Near the lead, coming from off the pace, he, he, the horse can do a little bit of everything. Uh, how do you uh, rate the chances of 1,000 words?
2: And uh, I, the, the ultimate, I don't know. Um, like you said, I don't know where the horse is going to be in the race. Surely they're not going to. Send him to the front uh, with with some of the other speeds signed on. I don't know, maybe they are. Um, I, I think personally, I've always had a tough read on this horse. That's 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 on me. Um, that flipping a paddock doesn't bother me that much. Apparently, if, if the horse wasn't right, they wouldn't they wouldn't put him in here. Um, I'm not gonna be stunned if he runs well. I, I'd have to put on that B list of contenders personally. Uh, again, but again, I I don't have a strong feel for this one, so I really don't know.
1: I did see video of him on the track. Uh, I think it was earlier today, and the horse looks like a million bucks. I mean, he, he's every every bit classy. I don't like you said though, I have no idea what to do with him. I, I would make him a B, uh, a strong B, and like I said, he, I mean, he. I would put him in the in the ballpark with Swiss Skydiver. Uh, but like I said, I don't I don't necessarily think he can win this. I think he may be a cut below the very best, but he will be on my tickets underneath at least. So number six is Jesus' team, trained by Jose D'Angelo and ridden by Javier Javier Toledo. He ran last time in the Jim Dandy, beaten a length and a half by Mystic Guy to finish third in there. Before that, he won the Pegasus Stakes, at, or excuse me, finished second in the Pegasus Stakes to Pneumatic, another Preakness starter. And to me, he's a – he might – he might hang around and get part of the trifecta or the superfecta, but, uh, you know, I, to me, he's a cut below. What do you think?
2: Same here. I mean, I, you know, if I'm going deep on a super ticket, uh, I'll, I'll throw him in there for fourth. But, uh, I mean, he really was no threat to authentic New York traffic and Dr. Post and the Haskell. Uh, you know, second in the in the Pegasus sounds good, but there wasn't much in that field pneumatic. Uh, he just ran second in pneumatic is all he did. Um Again, again, I'd had him fourth on a ticket just so I wouldn't lose. But Jesus's team uh, will not have me on his team.
1: Also, he's run seven times this year. He's run five times since May. Uh, that's you know that's quite a bit. I don't know if they're going to be able to squeeze a lot of improvement out of him here in start number eight. So you know, I, I'm just not not excited about his chances here. Number seven is New York traffic for Safi joseph uh, got a new pilot this time horatio caramanos he finished eighth after going off 12 to 1 in the derby last time i uh, tracked had a perfect trip and he just didn't have anything in the stretch I, it's possible he bounced off his uh big runner-up effort to authentic in the haskell but uh new york traffic may be a little bit intriguing uh, do you, you think he's got a shot here you know i the last one bothers me.
2: The, the Kentucky Derby race bothers me. I thought he was actually sitting in a, in a good spot to, to figure late. And he he really uh, folded up. That's not what he's done in his career. He's, one of the positives about New York traffic is he's been kind of a hard knocker and has danced all the dances and hit the board. This time he didn't. He, and it wasn't just that. He, just, he, he quit running as well, too. So I'm a little surprised they brought him back in this spot. He'll be a pace factor. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm not high on him today. I, I was willing to give him a little bit of a look last time in the Derby, but I don't like the way he ran, so I'm not. I'm not going to back him here today.
1: Well, I don't love him, but if you cross a line, draw a line through that Kentucky Derby, he, you know, he, he fits here. Uh, at 15 to one or higher, I think. I think you might uh, elevate him in your in your exotics. Uh, I have him as a B and you know not not the top b but you know he i i, I will use him prominently and in, in my exotics just just strictly because of the price let's are talk you about a little number-
2: cons- well are you yeah. looking he just one four furlong work um you know c- going into this race i mean i mean of course the horse needs some time off but just the one four furlong work gives me a little bit of a hesitation uh,
1: too. the horse should be fit though i mean he's he's run six times this year and you know i i I don't know what he's done, you know, between the Derby and that four for long work. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, okay. but uh, you know, at, at the price, at the, now if he comes down six or seven to one, I don't know if he's worth using. But I mean, at fifteen to one or higher, I think, I think, it, I think it's okay to to include him. Like I said, I don't think he can win though. Yeah. right. Uh, number eight is Max Player, making his second start for Steve Asmussen, uh, making his seventh overall start. Ridden today by, or excuse me, ridden on Saturday by Paco Lopez. Last time, when under the the uh, piloting of Ricardo Santana, he finished fifth, beating about seven lengths in the Derby. Before that, he was third in the Travers. Before that, he was third in the Belmont Stakes. I know you're a fan of this horse. Do you think he's got a shot to uh, to get part of this?
2: Um, yeah, actually, I think this is the horse I'm going to use. As my uh super effective key horse pretty low I, i'm I'm thinking more leaning into the third or fourth spot, but I know santana it, it, it kind of open drive that Santana's not here, but Santana's riding a keen one and he's got some live mounds there, so I can kinda understand what Ricardo's doing that, so I wouldn't be alarmed that Santana's not here for asthmus and but this horse um you know is a mile and an eighth mile and three sixteenth seems like this is a horse between the eyes um Law is not here in this race. Uh, Max Player's been beaten three times in a row by Tislaw and ran fairly well in each, in each effort. Makes up some ground. He's, he's more of a plotter. He's not a horse with an exciting turn of foot, so winning the race seems a little bit far-fetched to me. But, again, Asmussen commented before the, uh, the derby that he didn't think the horse had been trained like a, a triple crown horse, so he's trying to tra- change, his ch- uh, tr- change the training methods. He ran okay in his first starter underneath him. May have some ground late. He wasn't flying, but he made up some ground. And maybe another month with Asmussen's tutelage. You can get the horse a little stronger finish. Um, there could be some pace that stops in front of him. Max Player is going to be my uh, super effective key. Again, I do not think he's going to win this race. I think he was, they thought he was going to win Santana B here. But uh, I, I can see this horse uh, filtering into the Superfecta.
1: At some point, this horse is going to break through and run a big race somewhere along the line now that the, the question is out whether or not he's going to do it in this race or maybe in his four-year-old campaign. He, he's kind of run the same race every time. So I think yeah. when he figures it out, he's, he's going to be a really nice horse. Uh, you know, I I would wager that he's probably going to run the same race as he always did. Exactly. And I think I think for you that that would be perfect because that means he's got a shot to pick up third or fourth at a medium price you know 15 to 1 again i think uh i think that's perfect for this horse and you might if he does hit the board your 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 payoff is gonna gonna uh definitely uh definitely uh be upgraded with that so yeah i think uh i think you need to use max player underneath i have him as a b uh let's talk about number nine and that's authentic that's the kentucky derby winner number six for bob baffert this horse has never been worse than second in six career starts and in that second uh, that second place finish, that was the San Diego Derby where he finished second to Honor AP. Uh, after that, he won the Haskell uh, desperately over New York traffic after setting the pace. And then, once again, uh, he was resolute when winning the Kentucky Derby uh, over Tis the Law and Mr. Big News. Bob Baffert has never lost a Preakness with a Kentucky Derby winner. This horse has looked great in the mornings. I think he's going to be hard to beat here.
2: Yeah uh we were wondering about this horse of talent why well, he hasn't quite lived up to it uh, earlier in the year and he lived up to it on derby day maybe it's just getting a little bit older maybe it's john Velasquez fitting him like a glove because john blast gave him a great ride in the derby and you know i, I would like to beat this horse and i'm, I'm probably going to try to just because i love art collectors so much but man this horse is this horse is going to run well uh, if you've seen the works in the morning at churchill hasn't lost a step uh Coming into his own, I expect him to probably try to set the pace again here. He actually backs up a, a 16th of a mile. And, again, he he beat Tislaw last time. Law has been the second coming. Tislaw is not here. That means he beat the rest of these horses by uh, three and a quarter lengths. Uh, so he he's going to take a lot of pounding, deservedly so, and he's the one to beat.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't know what else to add to that. I mean, I think he's the best horse in the race uh and you know the the history speaks for itself i think he's going to uh it's going to take a lot of beating come saturday uh number 10 is pneumatic for steve Asmussen for the winchell thurberids ridden by joe bravo joe bravo rode him in the pegasus stakes to a victory back in mid-august i think this horse is an up-and-comer what do you think
2: i think he's an up and comer i still think it's a stretch that he's going to knock off the likes of authentic and uh art collector but I I put him on my tickets. Um, again, he didn't beat any, much in the Pegasus at Monmouth. That race has kind of lost some luster over the years. Uh, but we've liked him since we saw him at Churchill. I think the distance is okay for the horse. Uh, um, yeah, he I would not leave him off my tickets. No, I, I, not on the win end. But uh, if you're if you're playing the exotics, he has to be in there.
1: That's right, I don't I don't think he can win the race, but uh, you know uh, Asson almost won with a similar horse like this uh, and almost be justified that was who uh, was a tenfold tenfold was rolling late yes and you know this is the type of horse that might be able to pick up the pieces late so you know you want to use him underneath uh, to me he, he's another bee for me. I think uh, like I said, he's got a shot to, to get part of this and, and uh, that would boost your exotics payoffs. and finally the last horse number 11, live your beast life. Trained by another up-and-coming trainer, Jorge Abreu, who used to train or used to uh, assist Chad Brown. And he'll be ridden by another top mid-Atlantic jockey, uh, Trevor McCarthy. And he finished second after rolling late to get beat three-quarters of a length by Mystic Guide. He finished uh, three-quarters of a length in front of Jesus' team. Uh, you know, this is a horse that thinks he's got a great pedigree. Uh, Ellie's moment it comes from uh, some of that uh, Darby Dan blood. But uh, you know that's that's more oriented to turf. This horse probably has a has a a, a future on the turf. But uh, does this horse figure into your uh, into your play at all?
2: Yeah, you know on on days like Preakness, uh, Belmont, things like that, people kind of uh, overbet the favorites, I think, and they overbet the favorites in the exotics and, and such too. So you can have a race such as this where a authentic or a uh, art collector win the race. And then the other one doesn't hit the second spot, the third spot. And you'd be surprised with these exotics pay on these days. And it's because of horses like this that kind of get in there. Um, I don't think this horse is going to factor that much. But I like him enough to keep, put him on the tickets to be one of those crazy horses that that really boost the payoff behind one of the big two. Um, you know, he's, the, the lights come on for this horse. Uh, that's a good run in the Jim Dandy. Good run in the race before that, two-mile length races at Saratoga. Um You know, if I'm I'm spreading out in an exotic, yeah, he'll be on my ticket.
1: Okay, let's talk about race strategy. Now, our collector drew the three-hole, and we'll know he'd be forwardly placed. Authentic drew the nine-hole again. That's probably a perfect uh, post for him. And then you got uh, speed horses, not necessarily speed horses, but horses that want to be forwardly placed, like uh, the four-horse Swiss Skydiver and 5,000 Words. Uh, How fast do they go, Early?
2: I bet bet you, you you know, I'll say, I bet they go forty low 46. I bet they do uh, because uh, we know Authentic can get it done. Authentic actually did not break all that well in the Derby and still got the lead, uh, what, twenty? 22 and change, right, maybe? Yeah, 46 for the half. Uh, let me t- take a look here.
1: You're right. Tw- yeah, you uh, 46. Well, 46 and two. Yeah, it was a, a sub-23 for the opening quarter, 46 yeah. and two, 110
2: and one. They know he can do it. Uh, I think, he's one of, I think he would want to try to clear Swiss Skydiver. I think he wants to clear Swiss Skydiver, and I believe Swiss Skydiver wants to be on the outside of him because that's where Swiss Skydiver has run her best races, lapped on a lapped on a speed horse and try to make the move. So I think that's going to be the strategy. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the – I'm going to say 46, 46 and 1.
1: Yeah, I think if they do that, Authentic wins the race. Uh, the only way – you know the only way maybe if if authentic doesn't break well and he, he he's not part of the early pitcher, he he hasn't proven yet that he likes to come from behind you know he he tried that in the Santa Anita Derby and and, and he got his doors blown off by Honor AP now obviously he probably wasn't cranked for that and you know he may be uh, he may be a thousand times fitter for this spot so yeah so let's talk about how are you going to play the race ooh uh man. <laughs> I tell you
2: what, what I am going to do, I'm going to go doubles in the race prior because I know Bonnie South is a heavy favorite. And I like that horse. I'm, I'm a fan of the horse, but I might, in the Black Cat Susan precedes this race, I should say, the, the, the Oaks compatriot of uh, the Baltimore area. There's a horse now I like a little bit called Hopeful Growth that ran in the Oaks, got beat 11 lengths, but got beat 11 lengths by the likes of Sheet Airs the Devil, Swiss God Ever, Gamine, and Speech. They're not in here. The race before that, the horse got up close to the pace with first time, well second time blinkers, and ran a hell of a race with finished very strongly. The horse is more apt to get that kind of trip in here today, especially since uh, Bonnie South is more of a closer. Maybe Hopeful Growth with Trevor McCarthy gets the kind of pace he wants, the kind of trip he wants. He's eight to one in the morning line, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use Hopeful Growth and maybe a couple of uh, ten dollar doubles to Art Collector and Mr. Authentic, maybe a $5 saber double to Swiss Skydiver. And then I'm going to do some tries, I think, with Authentic and Art Collector on the top spot. And we're going to put Max Player second with pretty much everybody in the field except maybe uh, Accession. I'll leave out Accession and Jesus' team. And then I'll flip it and put uh those same two horses on top and i'll have a uh, max player third
1: i'm going to try to key on key in on the trifecta here i'm going to put authentic on top and uh, as history has shown us it, it's it's not necessarily a formful race underneath right i just wonder if i just wonder if our collector and Swiss Skydiver and Thousand Words and, and New York Traffic. If they all vie for the early lead, you know I, I don't think a few of those will be around at the finish. I think uh, I think the, uh, a hot pace could take its toll on those horses. Agreed, exactly. So I'm gonna, like I said, I think our Collector has a chance to win the race. I think it's got to set up well for him though. I I just can't see him vying for the early lead, but I think he's going. He's got to go early. So what I'm gonna do. I'm probably going to play authentic on top, and then and underneath, I'm going to try to get horses like uh, Mr. Big News and, and uh, New York Traffic, Max Player, Pneumatic, one of those. I'm going to try to get one of those to hit underneath, and like I said, I'm going to use a bunch. I may use all in the third spot, and then maybe reverse it and use all in second and use those same horses in third, and you know, maybe I'll try to hit a big one there. And Like I said, I'll play a backup ticket with Mr. Big News and Art Collector on top uh, in case you know I think. Uh, blows up and 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 you know like like i said there's there, there, there's lately there's been a just about a, a bigger chance of the derby winner winning the preakness as there is uh, them finishing off the board so yeah. you know it, it's it, it would be worth it maybe to have a minor play with mr big news and our collector on top with some of those uh some of those other long shots underneath so uh you know if i'm playing pick fours and pick fives my major my single will probably be authentic, but I will definitely come back with another ticket with uh, Mr. Big News Art Collector and authentic as well. So that wraps up our coverage of the Preakness well, Stakes.
2: Hang on, a second. Who would be your top selection to win the race? Is
1: authentic. Authentic, authentic would definitely be my top selection.
2: Well, you know, I, I should say that, but my heart, I, you know, head, you know, one of the problems with wagering on horses. So your head versus your heart. You, have, you should go with your head, but from a heart perspective, i got to take Art Collector. And I wanted to mention real quick, our buddy, uh, Josh Darst, who's, I'm telling you he's going to play in the NBA, 15-year-old kid, going to play in the NBA one day. He, we, I didn't give enough props a couple weeks ago. He picked Authentic to win the Derby. I think the only guy that had the winner of that race uh, that we uh, had on the podcast. So I wanted to give him a little shout-out. And He likes Thousand Words in this spot so i wanted i want to get his advice there and my daughter Cassidy schneider she wanted to let everyone know that she likes our collector to win this race too so we got a couple little uh, little youth uh picks in there for us
1: well i i've always maintained that i was a better handicapper when i was younger than i am now so you know i i think i put a lot of value in those selections That's, that's for definite all right so the, that wraps up our uh our coverage of the preakness before we go anything else on the card that stands out to you
2: well i told you i did like hopeful growth in the blackout susan uh there's an arnaud delacour horse earlier in one of the stakes and i'll be darned if i could probably find it here on on the fly but it's it's in the seventh eighth ninth race um yeah arrest me red by lael stables i always i always like the delacour runners and it seems like he he uh He likes to uh, run well on big days like this. So I'm going to look at Arrest Me Red with Julian Pimentel earlier in the day. And that's about it. Again, I'll probably spot play throughout the day. But Arrest Me Red and Hopeful Growth, maybe a couple of decent price horses earlier.
1: Yeah, in that same race, that's the Laurel Futurity, uh, which is race number eight. Uh, I I like that horse. I also like number three, Wooten Asset.
0: Yeah.
1: The sire, he's a top sire in Europe and you know grand motion does well with these french imports i think i think this horse has a chance the only thing you know he comes over here and usually they run on lasix uh, in this country but the, there's there's a ban on lasix in uh some of these states so he, he won't get the benefit of that but you know the the mattacat stables bought this horse privately and i think uh i think his horse probably has has just as good a shot as anything in here but uh and and then like for me like i like you you, you thought about maybe going against uh Bonnie South and the Black Eyed Susan a little bit. I, I that might be a might be another single for me. I don't know, but uh, for now that is all I have to say. Uh, Alan, you got anything else to add to this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful podcast?
2: Yeah, actually, I want to remind people that uh, there's a great, great uh, golf scramble for a great, great cause. The uh, uh, the Racetrack Champions League of America has one going on in Nicholasville on October the sixth of Tuesday, I believe. I believe it's uh Champions Course. I'm not sure of the name of it, but uh look it up. If you're into golf, you like having a good time want to help a great organization. Check out that golf scramble down in Nicholasville on uh I believe it's uh, the upcoming Tuesday. So uh keep an eye keep an open I don't do you play golf? I don't play much golf.
1: I used to, but I suck at it. The more I play the better or the worse I get. It's kind of like my handicap. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I feel you there, pal.
1: Yeah, the the, long- the longer I do it the worse I get, which is just exact opposite of how things should be in life, but all right, that's, that's all for now. We appreciate you listening. Like we said, uh, just to recap, I like authentic in the Preakness and Alan likes who?
2: Art collector to win, but I'm I'm hoping max player runs well enough to cash me some, some exotic tickets on the, in the two, three or four spot.
1: Okay. And then Mr. Big news would be my long shot. So uh, that's all for now. Uh, We'll have another podcast uh, to talk about Keeneland, and we'll have a special guest for that particular podcast. Keep keep an eye out for that on Twitter or Facebook or however you follow us. And uh, until next time, remember, gambling money ain't got no home.